0: Uh, juice boxes for you and don't be shy adults you can have pretzels and juice boxes too as a reward for those who did the toe tapping and actions that Ruth Ellen uh, instructed you to participate in Uh, if you are gluten-free then just stick your hand up and uh, Miriam has an option for you and we'll make sure that you get a gluten-free option uh, for pretzels fantastic all right well this morning one of the things that we wanted to do is uh, in our remember and celebrate uh, focus with the kids, what they do is they look back on the things that they have learned over the course of a particular season, and they celebrate the things that they've learned, and they celebrate the things that God has done in their lives. And you know, the scripture reminds us over and over and over again to remember God's goodness, to think about the things that he's done for us. And I don't know about you, but I'm very forward-focused in my thinking and in my orientation. I'm always thinking about what's coming next, And so it's harder for me sometimes to slow down and remember and focus on what has happened. And I find this too with things that go on in the life of Jericho. You know, just a week ago, we uh, sent a team that we've been working at for months and months and praying about and working together to support to Guatemala for an incredible week of service and learning. And if we're not careful, we can just rush on and go, awesome, that was so good. I'm sure the 12 people that went on the team had such a great experience. Um, We're thankful that God protected them. But we want to make sure that today we pause and we remember and celebrate the incredible things that God did, not only in the lives of those on the team, but also in the lives of those that were touched and impacted and changed by this team. And so Curtis is here, and uh, he and Sue and Tammy led our team uh, down to Guatemala. And so we want to show you, it's kind of like show and tell, show some of the things that happened and also tell you about uh, some of the incredible stories of what the team uh, was able to do because of God's faithfulness. So Curtis, I'll turn
1: it over to you and the team. Thank you, Pastor Brad. And thank you, Jericho Ridge, for supporting us uh, financially, As well as in prayer, we really, really felt it this year. We had a fantastic team trip. The team gelled so well. And uh, we were able to bless so many people because you guys got behind us. And um, we really felt God's favor on our whole team. And so what I want to start out with is to give you a picture of what that week looked like. And then we're going to go into some other vignettes with a couple uh, people mentioning some of their experiences as well as some of the videos. And uh, here we go. And there is sound, and I could sing, but it probably (laughs) better. So we've got a series coming up. It's called Messy Church, right? So this is... This, exactly. Let's get used to this part. Okay. Well, you know what? While we're going to while we're doing this, I think um, should we wait? Like, should I wait one second, or should can I move on to something else? Matt, would you like to come up? Matt was on the uh, on the trip with us, and uh, fantastic member of our team, and uh, he got a matching shirt with me as well. So he's going to mention a couple things. either, and uh, it was a totally new experience, and um, one of the pastors who works with us on the home builds, his name is Juan, and a hardworking guy, and uh, they said, Juan, could you come with us, because we don't really know the pastors there in that area, you know, and some of them have pretty wild ideas, and uh, you know, we just, if you're there, then our wheelchair distribution will have a a proper pastor there, and it'll be legit, and and, uh, so he said, sure, I'll come along. And so we're praying about that situation. And when we got there, Pastor Juanito, he walked up to one of the pastors, and he just like, wow, this is amazing. It was an old friend of his, had just become the pastor of that church. And uh, he was there to serve as well. And we just looked at at that as God's provision. And through that wheelchair distribution, we had 54 wheelchairs go through. Um, 54 families were blessed with uh, a new chair, and the opportunity to hear the gospel, the opportunity to be prayed with, and the opportunity to have a, a Bible. And if they needed reading glasses to read the Bible, we got those too. And, uh, and five people dedicated their lives, and there was rejoicing in heaven because of that. Um, and that was so awesome to, to hear afterwards. Um, another cool miracle that happened. Um, I'm going to stay on track here. Um, in that wheelchair distribution, there was a family, the fourth family, we call out uh, numbers and then those people come up to the next station that's available. And, uh, we called out Quattro and this lady came up and she had a, a little girl and, uh, but she was red and she was a red four and, uh, red four means that they had just come there hoping they hadn't registered. They weren't invited, but they had heard about it. And, um, they were just hoping that there is a possibility that their daughter may get a a wheelchair. And um, so we actually had to say, sorry, you're going to have to wait to the end. And so the whole, and if we just happen to have a wheelchair left over, you know, maybe we can get you something and whatever's left over. And uh, so we went through the whole wheelchair distribution and, um, I wish I could show you some of the slides. There's a, a young lady or a lady that was in her 30s. She looked like she was about 13, 12 or 13. She was just tiny. And uh, I remember Aaron carrying her in his arms. And, and we had lots of interactions all through the wheelchair distribution. And then we finished up and we went to, to wrap up. Everything was all done. And this father, he ran over and he's like, Wait, 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 alto, alto. He said, And he talked, he said, What about my daughter? like is there anything for her and you know we're already loading things up and packing up equipment and um one of their team Jorge said just wait and he went over into the corner and he pulled out a chair and by God's provision there was a perfect chair her size for this little girl and they set her up in about 10 minutes it had a, a table on it so she can work at it um family was overjoyed she was so thrilled she was just beaming and of course we have a photo there's nothing in this we were in an underground parking lot was where we were working there's nothing there it's just her and her chair and her family and it just meant so much to me in saying you know god loves all of us and he does provide for us as he sees fit and sometimes the waiting is hard but um it was just a a miracle there so how are we doing guys I have more stories. So, because of this, uh, we're actually going to hear from Justin. Justin, can you come up? Where are you? Justin was a uh, member of our team who hadn't been on this type of a trip before. He had served locally, and uh, he really stepped out of his comfort zone, I think. And um, so, what was something that, uh, that you didn't expect to see on the, on the trip?
2: Well, uh, uh, there was one of the families that we served, uh, or uh, one of the ha- families that we built a house for, uh, her name was Isabel. I don't know, I just, we, we went to this work site, and uh, we, I just took a, a good look at her house that, like, her and her three sons were living in. I can't even explain what it was. I mean, it was just, like, made of just random stuff, that they probably found in a junkyard or something like that, and it was like I went inside. There was like a single pillow on the floor, and like a stove, but or like a little fireplace, something like that. And uh, <clears throat> uh yeah, that was just like how like it, it was amazing. Like I I don't even know like how they could live in something like that. And, yeah, that was one thing I really didn't expect to see.
1: So another thing that uh, Justin experienced was going through the home visits. And the home visits are quite a powerful experience. And uh, half the team will be working on a project and half the team will go out. And they will spend time uh, bringing food and clothing and and sitting down and uh, praying with people. And that can get kind of intense, right? Like, what was your experience at the home visit? Like,
2: It it was, it was great. I mean, like all these people were very very nice. Like they, like they were so happy to every time we gave them like a sanitation pack or just all the food that we distributed to them. Like whenever we brought the clothes in, like all the kids were just like yay, (laughs) and um, like so, yeah. It it was it was great going to those home visits. Like I, I I really enjoyed meeting all the people. Um, especially the. First house we went to, I can't remember her name. It was like Margarita or something like that. And um, yeah, like the way she greeted me or everyone, it was it uh, (laughs) certainly something I've never seen before. She comes up to me, gives me a big hug, and then like gives me a big like a a big kiss on the cheek. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So, and I'm like, oh, that's how you greet people.
1: Cool. (laughs) So don't be surprised if you get, you know, some extra hugs from Justin. Um, uh, I'll tell you a little quick vignette. I looked out early one morning, and and Justin was often the first one ready to go in the morning. And uh, he was leaning on some rocks and right outside my door. And uh, so I kept my door open. I can keep an eye on what's going on out there. And uh, what happened, Justin? I was catching up on some YouTube videos, (laughs) and then uh, there was a noise that, uh, I don't know what
2: it was, but I was just sitting out there, like, like, watching some people on YouTube on my phone, and Curtis just comes out, like, just, all that, and like, he's just stretching, and like, Next thing I know, like, there's this huge explosion in the distance. I'm like, whoa, what was that? Like, I just, like, completely jump. And I'm like, because it was, it, it sounded like a gunshot, pretty much. Like, that's that's how loud it was. Or, like, I don't know what it was. but it was.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what it was, because I could see behind. In the morning, if it's a birthday or a celebration of some sort, they let off firecrackers. And this is, you know, a quarter to seven in the morning. And I could see and I could hear it, this rapid, it sounds like rapid gunfire going off. And it was right next door. And this guy, he jumped off, he hit the ground, and he's just looking around like this. What am I supposed to do? And, uh, yeah, I won't explain the rest of it. So it was a good experience um, overall. Would you you come again? Definitely. Would you uh, bring some more youth with you?
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much, Justin. Thanks for coming up. Okay. Another thing that we we got to uh, experience was going to church with them, and uh, I think we don't have that in the in the video here. And what I, what I think we'll do is either we'll have it running, or we will post it online, or we can maybe run it on another Sunday if, it's, if it doesn't come up. But I want to tell you that. After working, we went and working with Pastor Juan on on, uh, one building project. We then rushed over to their church and uh, he got changed into his suit and they fed us some food and then their church started worshiping and then we walked. It would be the door to come from where we ate was right here off the stage and then we wandered in and we all got our seats and they kept on worshiping God and it was just, um, it was amazing experience to see people we had visited earlier in the home visits, they came to church. I mean, there was a lot of people who who re- rededicated their lives to Christ, who found faith, like people like um, Margarita, who were, were saying, there's no way that I want to um, have anything to do with God. And one of them said, every time I draw near to God, I think about this, something bad happens. And and Chris He explained why that might happen because this is not a a world that's just what we see, but there's a spiritual world as well that's fighting against um, her desires to come close to God. And we had those experiences, and we had an experience where we, we met a young man who we could just tell he was beaming, and there was something special about him. And we came into his house, and this is a house with uh, a dirt floor and it's just tiny it's it's like a half of this stage and it's just filled with all the belongings of the family and in that house uh there was a daughter his his younger sister and her 4-year-old son and he was 18 and then there was a, there was a 16-year-old girl um and she had just had a baby so that newborn baby was there and we were and she was sick and We were able to, she was sick, and and it caused this, um, she had to go in for uh, emergency cesarean just uh, 10 days earlier, but she was still sick in bed. And uh, God uh, God brought us there, and we were able to minister to her in prayer, and um, also provide money for uh, medicine that she needed, and also um, provide food and clothing for this family who had very, very little. And... uh, Later, we, we gave um, Jose some clothing or the family clothing and, and things that they needed. And he just looked at us. And, oh, and Chris had said to him, Jose, you must be very upset at the guys who did this to your sister. So you must want to go out and get them, right? And uh, he said, no, Chris. There's a God in heaven who is just and who will take care of that. And uh, it just, it touched our hearts. And, and later on, as we were giving him um, what we had, he just said, thank you so much. God ordained this day. He, he provided for us through you guys. Like this was in his plan that you would come today. And uh, those are the stories. And we have so many more. And I would ask you to talk to our team about what they experienced. Uh, we'll show you some videos and pictures, and we'll post some things on Facebook as well um, that can give you the visuals. But there was so much that happened in our hearts, and we just want to thank God for all he did um, through us and also to us uh, in that time in, in Guatemala. Thank you so much. Thanks.
0: Well, it really is a a team uh, effort, both those that go and then those who are here uh, as well. And so I want to thank everybody at Jericho and all of those who supported and prayed for each member of uh, the team as they went. It's something that we feel strongly about as a community that uh, this is an engagement point for us. Uh, just like there's a number of engagement points here locally coming up, and you'll notice on the 22nd of April, we're going to go and feed a whole group of youth uh, that are on the margins here in Langley with Youth Unlimited. And then in the beginning of May, we're going to do a full uh, community outreach project. And so maybe if you're saying to yourself, hey, I can't go uh, but I to another country, but I would love to get engaged here locally with something that we're going to provide you lots of opportunities uh, with that. Well, and I'm loving the fact that we are giving you an opportunity if you are, uh, don't have uh, kids in Kids at the Ridge to kind of see some of the things that happen and that go on uh, in Kids at the Ridge through this Remember and Celebrate morning. And usually, uh, I've been to Remember and Celebrate a couple times, usually the kids have a friend that joins them. Kids, what's that friend's name that joins you at Remember and Celebrate? Do you remember? Who is it? Jerome. That's right. You know, I don't see Jerome anywhere, and I'm just wondering, like, Jerome was supposed to be with us here this morning, but um, maybe Jerome got confused or lost. Maybe Jerome was doing something. I don't know. So I'm just going to give Jerome a quick call and just see if we can get uh, Jerome here with us. So just bear with me for a minute, okay? All right. Oh, Jerome, hello. 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 Hi, Jerome. Um, it's Pastor Brad here. Hey, I'm just wondering, are you on your way for remember and celebrate? Like we we got this all worked out, right? Are you coming? Oh,
3: hey, hey, uh, hey, Pastor Brad. Yeah, i I'm. Um, um, I've been waiting. Um, I'm kind of confused though because well, there's where no one are here. You?
0: Where are you? Well,
3: uh, I'm downstairs. Where, where are you?
0: No, oh, Jerome, Jerome. No, no. We're up in the banquet hall today. Oh, we're not downstairs like we sometimes, we usually are for a and celebrate. Right. So, yeah, okay. So, can you come upstairs? That would be awesome. Did you uh, forget we're going to be with everybody? No, I, I'm
3: sorry. I got mixed up. Usually we're down here. I got confused. There was uh, no one here. Okay. Okay. I've been waiting for a while. Hold on. I, okay, I, I, okay. Give me a well, second. Come on upstairs then, okay? Yeah, hold on. Hold okay.
0: On. Awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry about uh, this <laughs> with Jerome. So, uh, I think he'll I come. I'm think sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm are coming. you, uh, Jerome? Come on. Oh, Jerome. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Okay, welcome here, Jerome. Welcome. Okay, um, great. You know, we do, uh, are you okay? You sound a little bit... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. That's a lot of stairs to climb past the bridge. It's true, it is a lot of stairs. Uh, you know there's an elevator, right, on the other side? What? There's an elevator, Yeah. Next time, you can use the elevator and come in. All right, fair enough. It's okay. I- I'm okay. okay. All right. So, I can well, use the workout anyways. We're glad that you made it. Okay. Hey, well, no problem. We're very glad you made it. Hey, hey, have you been upstairs in the banquet hall here before? No, I haven't. No. It's really big up well, here. Well, hey, this is everybody. Everybody, this is Jerome. Hi, everybody. Okay. so Hello, Ruth Ellen. Jerome... Um, I don't know if you remember uh, how we're doing with Remember and Celebrate, but today we're going to actually look at the Feast of the Harvest. So I know the kids kind of know a little bit about what this is about, but can you explain it for everybody, just a little more about what is the Feast of Harvest all yeah, about? Yeah, sure.
3: No problem, Pastor Brad. Okay. Um, so in the Bible, God's people had a lot of feasts, and, and one of them was this day of celebration called the Feast of first fruits. Okay. Well, this feast took place at the time of harvesting the crops, kind of like, well, like Thanksgiving.
0: Right. We actually talked about that with the adults a few weeks ago here in our series on generosity. So that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So we know about that. Keep going.
3: Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So the people would bring the first crops to God as they were kind of remembering that he was the one who was providing for them. So at this festival, God would have them count for 50 days. So every day, be one, two, three, every day they would count. And, and while they did this, they would continue to harvest their food, and they would count and remember that God was continuing to provide for them.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, okay, so they were counting for 50 days. Yes. And then what did they do at the end of those 50 days? Sure. Well, after the 50 days were over,
3: um, everyone would stop, stop doing what they were doing. They would stop working. And they would go to Jerusalem, and they would celebrate together with God about how he had provided. So,
0: so that's awesome. So, okay, I'm thinking about this, and this is ringing a bell for me, yeah. that something happened, because today uh, is Palm Sunday, so we're starting into a week remembering about Jesus' life and his death, and I remember that something happened to Jesus during the Festival of Harvest, didn't it?
3: Yeah, okay. uh, certainly did. Um. It was during that time that, uh, well, okay, Jesus died okay. and rose from the dead. We know that. Yeah. And he told his disciples to wait for the Holy Spirit. And during that time of waiting...
0: How many days was it? This is where oh, it's ringing I a bell for me. Yes.
3: Yeah. Well, 50
0: days later, mm-hmm. then the Holy Spirit came in the book of Acts, chapter 2. That's right. So 50 days after that... That was on the day of the Feast of Harvest. Yes, it
3: was. It was actually pretty awesome.
0: Okay. I'm getting it now. Okay. So what was God up to then? What do you think God was reminding people of then by connecting those events?
3: Well, during that time, he was reminding them that he would provide for them. So during the regular Feast of Harvest, he would remind the people that all the food and all the crops and everything they had came from him. And then after Jesus' death and resurrection and waiting for the Holy Spirit... It was a reminder that he would provide for them both physically and
0: spiritually. OK, got it. Hey, Jerome, that's super helpful. I really appreciate you uh, kind of helping me understand a little bit more about what some of these feasts mean, because they can get a little bit confusing, So I really they appreciate it's it.: It's true. So, thanks. Well, Jerome, I appreciate it. let's say thanks to Jerome, everybody Thanks, Jerome. Mm. Hey, no problem. Um, all right. I think after all that running, I think I need to go lie down. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. So okay. I'll talk to you later, Brad. You go take a nap, all Thanks right? Thanks d- Bye, kids. Okay, all right. Thanks, Jerome. Oh, that was fun. So kids, do you remember Jerome was telling us a little bit about some of these festivals or these feasts? So what is your favorite time of year like favorite celebration or favorite like thing that happens during the year i know for parents it's like back to school day which if you're on spring break is going to happen soon so aria what's your favorite celebration your birthday okay and we all got a new idea for birthdays from guatemala lighting off firecrackers at seven in the morning such fun times how about thanksgiving who has thanksgiving as a as a favorite holiday yeah Okay, a few people. Okay, how about maybe Christmas? Yeah, Christmas. Okay, we got some takers on Christmas. Uh, how about um, Family Day? New holiday we've implemented here. Yeah, random day off. Okay, middle of winter. Yeah, fair enough. Easter? So we got some Easter. Uh, Victoria Day? Do we have some loyalists to the Queen? Fair enough. All right. All right, we got a few. Uh, Canada Day? There we do fireworks, right? Awesome. BC Day? Another random holiday in the middle of the summer, fantastic. Remembrance Day, I don't know, what other holidays and celebrations do we have? We have birthdays. Groundhog Day, that's right, Pastor Keith's favorite. It's not a stat, he's been pushing for it for a long time, but you know, he also celebrates the 4th of July, so... We all have a lot of different holidays and traditions, right, that we engage with and that sometimes we have as a family, we have uh, traditions and celebrations around them. So for some of these holidays in our family, we all get together and we eat and have fun. Just like Jerome was talking about in the Old Testament, sometimes the people of Israel, they had cool holidays and festivals. So you can read about these in the book of Leviticus chapter 23 and there's a few big ones they did have some celebrations that they did with noise one was called uh, the feast of trumpets so this was kind of like new year's uh and they would give uh, people trumpets and they would blow them how many of you on new year's when it turns midnight you go outside and take pots and pans and bang on them as loud as you can right I don't know where we got this tradition from. Remind me not to come over to your house and celebrate New Year's with you. I'm like celebrated early and go to bed is kind of what I'm at now. So there's banging pots at midnight. That's not so much like, but it's kind of noisy like feasts of trumpets that they had. Another uh, a celebration that they had uh, centered around an event in their national history. And this was the Passover. Does anyone remember what the Passover was? What was a Passover? What were they celebrating, Emma? That's true in the New Testament, they did that. And then in the Old Testament, that's where they were celebrating the Passover when they were uh, released from Egypt, right? And they were passed over uh, by the angel. And this was to remember and to celebrate that, that they had been released from slavery in Egypt. So they had a special meal and special traditions that they did. And if you remember what Emma was saying, in the Gospels this week, do you remember that Jesus was actually celebrating the feast of Passover with his disciples when he's arrested on the Thursday before Easter Sunday. So Jesus was into this stuff. Passover was connected with another festival called First Fruits. And this festival was kind of like Jerome said about Thanksgiving. So we studied this as adults in our recent series on generosity, and we learned that uh, that was an expression of trust in God of saying, God, I trust that you will provide for me, because this was just the first part of the harvest, not the whole harvest. And so we still do that today when we bring God our time, our talents, and our treasures and say, God, we trust you that you actually will provide for us. And then the big party that they had, they counted off after that. Uh, it was called the Festival of Weeks. So after, after Passover, they started counting. Seven weeks. So f- seven weeks, how many days in a week? Seven, how many weeks? Seven, seven times seven is 49. And then on the 50th day, then they had the celebration and that was the celebration that uh, later on became the Feast of Pentecost, the celebration of God giving them the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. And so the, this was a big deal and a generous gift that God had given to them. And celebrations like this are a lot of fun. This isn't just intended to help us understand, though, how they used to celebrate these things. Because I want to ask you a question. Why do you think God commanded people to celebrate these festivals? Like, why was God so big on these celebrations in the Old Testament? What do you think? Toss out some ideas. What do you think God was trying to help them understand? What do you think to remember yeah yeah there were seven of them they were scattered throughout the year and for example uh with passover god's saying you got to remember the things that i did for you in history and i don't know if you're like me but i already said i'm kind of more forward-oriented so i have a temptation and tendency to forget And so when we do something like remember and celebrate, both with the kids and then last weekend like we did with Communitas with the adults, we're doing that same kind of thing. We're remembering and we're celebrating. It's not just for the kids. It's not just for the people of Israel. You and I remember benefit from remembering and celebrating as well. And we do this in all kinds of different ways. We do this when we tell stories to each other about how God, things that God has done in each of our lives. We do this when we get together and we spend time journaling and reading the scriptures and actually writing down what we hear God saying to us because we want to remember it later on, either in the day or later on in our lives. And one of the interesting things that God reminds people of in Exodus chapter 23 is not only remembering, but also thanking him. In Leviticus 23, God reminds people that when they get together, this gratitude that they have is linked to worshiping him. Our gratitude is always linked with worship. When we say thank you to God for who he is and for what he's done in our lives we say thank you God for what you're doing in our church we say thank you God for what you're doing in the world we say thank you to God for the way in which he was able to use the people that went down from this place and build homes for people and change lives in Guatemala and that gratitude is designed to go somewhere and in the scriptures we're reminded that that's designed to go to God and say thanks to him for what he is doing And we do this by things like praying and telling God that we love him, that we're thankful for him. But here in Leviticus 23 is where it gets super interesting. Remember, God told him to bring the harvest to him twice. Once at the beginning to say thank you to God, but then once again at the end, after those 50 days, to say thank you, God, for providing for us. And guess what? In Leviticus chapter 23, when God talks to them about when they're harvesting, he says something kind of weird. It's in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 22. He tells them there's something that they're not supposed to do. So Leviticus 23, says, When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your field and don't pick up stuff that the harvesters drop. You need to leave it. Leave it for people who are poor and leave it for foreigners or newcomers to your country that are among you. I am the Lord your God. Why in the world would God say if you're doing something and harvesting this all of these crops, don't harvest all of it. Just leave some of the grain in the field. Even in the midst, if some of it drops, don't go back and pick it up. Just leave it. Well, I think he's saying to them, you know what? Even in the midst of saying thanks to God for providing for your needs, they're reminded to think about the needs of others, not just their own needs. To be generous and to share what they had and what God was providing for them with those around them, with people who are poor, with people who are new to their country, with people who are maybe not like them in a bunch of different ways. And so worship is not just about giving thanks to God, but right in the middle of telling them about worship and gathering together, God says to them, don't forget about people around you in need. So worship is not just about so-called spiritual stuff like praying or reading the Bible or coming to corporate worship on Sundays. Worship is also about generously sharing what we have with other people in need. And that's what the team in Guatemala was doing. They were worshiping God by doing things practically and meeting needs for helping people. Because worship is also not just linked with gratitude. Gratitude is linked to worship. And then worship is linked to mission. Worship is not just what happens on a Sunday morning. It's not just what happens in when we do so-called spiritual stuff. It's when the, the wealth of what God is doing in our lives flows out of us into the lives and hearts of others. And so it's when God uses us and the things He's teaching us in the places where we go to school, where we're in our families, in our neighborhood, and in our homes. And so I want you to remember two things today, and we're going to celebrate them. What do I want you to remember? The first thing I want you to remember is that gratitude is linked to worship. And so if God has given us something, then we need to remember to be thankful for it. The first thing we need to remember to do is to tell God thanks for what he has done and what we're grateful for. That's worship. And the second thing is to think of ways that we can generously share what we have with other people. That's engaging in mission. And it's not just for the people that went to Guatemala. It's for each of us to try and think of creative ways that we can do that and meet needs around us. The people that we know, the people that you're engaged in, whether it's youth that we want to serve a meal to, whether it's inviting someone over into uh, your home as we go into this Easter week, and maybe you've got some extra time. Maybe it's reaching out and thinking about some of your generosity plans, like we talked about last week uh, with our communitas and celebrating some of those things. How are we demonstrating to God that we're thankful through the things that He's given to us, and how are we generously sharing those things with people? around us. So that's what we want to remember. That's what we want to celebrate. And I'm going to ask Ruth Ellen if she would come up and she is going to lead us in another remember and celebrate tradition. And that is that we play a game to try and help us remember some of the things that we have been learning about and talking about. So I'm going to give you a hint. I'm not going to participate because I looked at the answers to these questions. I cheated. I checked the PowerPoint. But... Uh these are for, I think all of you as adults could participate and engage with these as well. This is not just for the kids that have learned some of these things. And I will tell you, some of them are really hard. So I think <laughs> the kids might need some help with some of these things, because I wasn't even 100% sure on the answers to some of these questions, all right? All right. So we're going to do this game. Kids, do you remember what the game is called? zonk that's right so you're gonna have to explain a little bit for how zonk works to all of the rest yeah, yeah. of us who don't play zonk yeah, yeah. on a regular basis okay all right ruth allen
4: <laughs> zonk it's a simple game and i'm going to add, ah there it is. never mind it's right here i need some score it's, it's a points game so we need two people to keep score volunteers uh there a, yep there's a marker there and somebody from this side kayla sure and there's a marker here for you kayla So we're going to split the room down straight down the middle. Everybody on this side, you're on a team. Everybody on this side, you're on the opposite team. So we'll just call you team A and B because I'm looking at you that way. It's on the little ledge right there. Do you see it, Kayla? Perfect. Okay. So in Zonk, there are a series of quiz questions based on the stories that the kids have been learning. And I'll ask one team... And then you have to get blah, 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 blah. What is the color red look like, for example? Is it A, rosy, B, yellowy, whatever. And then you have to say, OK, it's this. It's A. And then if you get it right, one of your team members, either the person who answered, you have to raise up your hand if you think you know the answer. If you get that answer right, either yourself or you can choose somebody else in your team, comes up, and you start pulling points out of this zonk box. If you ever played the dice can't stop or whatever game it's kind of like that you just keep pulling (gasps) oh no that one's not gonna work so um you keep pulling out and you go i've got 100 points and then you can keep pulling as many cards as you would like out until you want to stop or until you get a zonk card if you pull a zonk card you lose all of your points so you have to decide when is a good time to stop and it gets really tricky especially as you get to the end and you know you need like. 500 more points, and you just want to keep pulling them. But if you keep pulling them, you might pull a zonk card and lose all it all. So you have to be a little bit, you know, careful with how many cards you pull out. So without further ado, we are going to play zonk. Oh, and kids, the zonk sound isn't working. So if somebody gets a zonk, you need to all help me, and we're all just going to go zonk. There's usually a big zonk sound that comes up, okay? Okay, so we will start with this side. Team B, question number one. In the story of Elijah, Elijah challenged the prophet of Baal to a contest to show the people who the one true God is. What did Elijah get each side to do? Was it A, pray to make the rain, make it rain to end the drought in the land? Was it B, stand in one place until the opponent falls over? Was it C, turn a staff into a snake, or was it D, build an altar, sacrifice a bull, and wait to see whose God would set it on fire? D, I hear D is the consensus. You are correct. I need A, somebody to come up and pull points. Yep, come on up. Aria, Just keep pulling. (laughs) Don't listen to Keith. he might get you in trouble. 100 points. Do you want to pull another card? 650 points. Oh, she's pulling one more. 850 points. Okay, so you got 850 plus 100 and plus 650. Perfect. All right. Question number two for this side. When Josiah became king, he rebuilt the temple. What did he find there that made him realize how much the people had fallen away from God? Was it A, a history scroll? B, a statue of a false god? C, the book of the law? Or D, a pile of
1: bones?
4: C, I'm hearing C rumblings. Is that your final answer? It is C, you are correct. Yes, Ryan, come on up and pull some points. Usually around this point, somebody starts yelling, points, points, and somebody starts yelling, zonk, zonk. 850. Oh, he's going again. 750! 650! He's still going!
0: Zong! You get zero!
4: Okay. Question number three. I think this team is in the lead. How did King Josiah respond when he became aware that the people had not kept their covenant with God? Did he, A, turn his back on God and continue to sin like his forefathers had. B, he renewed the covenant with God and then ordered that an idol and an ob- all objects of false gods be removed from the temple and burned. C, he threw a party to celebrate the f- newfound discovery of the book of the law. D, he sat and wept in rags and ashes for a year.
2: Ooh, this is the truth.
4: I hear some Bs, and I hear some Cs. Everybody raise your hand who thinks it's a B. Everybody raise your hand who thinks it's a C. B, it, Bs are the winning vote, and that's correct. So, Miss Laura. Yeah, do it. Come on, Laura. Point, point, point. Song, song. 750!
0: Zong!
4: Oh, close one. All right. Question number four. And then we have one more question for each side after this one. In the story of Jesus calling his first disciples, Simon Peter had been working hard all night but had not caught any fish. What did Jesus ask him to do? A, give Jesus something to eat. B. Wash Jesus' tired, dirty feet. C. Go out into deep water and let the nets down for a catch. Or D. Go home and rest. C, C. 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 I hear a resounding C, and you're correct. It is C. Amaya, come on up. Let's see what she pulls. Oh, we you bought your lamb up, too. Perfect. Let's see. 750. Again. 100. Are you going to stop? Oh, she's going for another one. You can't look. Can't look. Just pull it out. 650 points. Good job, Amaya. Okay, you can go ahead and sit down. Do you want to pull another one or are you done? Just one more. She's going again. Awesome. you get, you guys got all the numbers? Okay. All right. The last question for both sides. It is your last chance to get points, ladies and gentlemen. Question number five. How did Simon respond to Jesus' request to let down the nets for a catch? Did he? A. He told Jesus that it was a crazy idea and a waste of time. B. He let down the nets and caught a huge catch of fish. C. He let down the nets but caught nothing. D. He fell asleep. B. <laughs> I hear B. That is correct. I need a volunteer to come up and pull points. Dave. Your name is being called. Dave Smothers. Come on, Mike, come, come on. Don't break anything in reaching in here. No. You cannot look at the, in the box. Oh yeah, that's for something else. Two thousand five hundred. Oh oh oh! He's stopping. All right, the last question. Question number six. In the story of the Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus asked the woman for a drink of water. Why was this request so unusual? Was it A, Jews and Samaritans did not spend time with each other? B, Jew, Jesus was from out of town and was being rude by asking? C, Jesus had no money to pay for the water? Or D, Jesus forgot to say please?
0: A, I hear A, and that is Correct.
4: It is A. Timothy, come on up. 1250. These are high points. 1000. One more are you done? He's going again. 2500. Two thousand five hundred. I can't believe it. Those are like, who made these? Oh, it was me. Whoops. (laughs) All right, we're tallying it up. Although I think I know who won. How much? What's your total there? Four thousand one hundred on this side. Good job. And on this side, we're doing a quick calculation here. Oh, and it looks like they seven thousand two hundred. Woo! Blew it out of the water. Well, everybody give each other a round of applause. That was awesome. You did so good. Now, I'm going to invite the team up one more time, and we're going to sing one song to close. Just a reminder, though, what the point is of often doing these zonk games. Well, yes, it's fun, and it helps us remember all the things that God has done in the history, the biggest point that we want to take away from these Remember and celebrates is the ability to start spotting what God is doing in our own lives. And that can be difficult. And so it's so helpful to look back throughout the Bible and these stories and see how God has moved throughout history, see who he is, and then go home and say, how has God provided for our family? So I do encourage you, the questions that Brad has talked about. Um, Think about those and talk about them as you're driving home and share more stories. We heard stories from Guatemala about ways that God was moving in people's lives there and reflect on your own lives. Can you spot how God has been moving in your own lives and help each other do that? All right. We're going to sing, let the praises ring, and we have, guess what? That's right. (laughs) So everybody stand on up. And it goes, oh, Lord, my God, and you I put my trust. to you cover your eyes, and then you peek out like you're not sure what's out there. Oh, Lord, my God, and you I put my hope. Oh, Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Oh, Lord, my God, and you I put my hope. In you, and you I find my peace. We do a lot of this. In you... In you, I find my strength. Show off your muscles. Although we know it's not just physical strength, it's strength within, right? In you, I live and move and breathe. It's a tricky one. Let everything I say do be founded by my faith in you. Lift up holy hands and sing. Let the prizes ring. All right, here we go. we tell the kids to hold out your hands as a symbol of receiving um, these words of encouragement and truth into your life before you leave. I wrote it down because my memory's failing me. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having everything you need, you will abound in every good work. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink or wear, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you as well. Now, as you go from this place, may our generous Father in heaven bless you with peace as you trust him to provide you with this very week. He is faithful he is loving, and He is able to provide for you. Amen. You may be dismissed. We'll sing one more song, but feel free to worship and um, pick up kids as you need. What's on? What are you going to do here for you? I'm going to do here for you. <laughs> Ready? Can you start it? We are here
2: for you.